Do you feel happy that you pissed off Shandy? Are you happy yes, about that? a little that? bit. Dear Shandy. Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. What's going on with your finger there? What's you doing? an itch. Oh, an itch. I've got a splinter that, that is now under the skin fully. Oh. Yeah. It's just itching me now. <laughs> Getting this off to a great start. Yeah. Yeah. I've got another one here, too. Oh, right oh. on the tip of my finger. Oh, they're the worst. Do you think that you'll be able to focus on our collar? I'll today? soldier on. Okay, yeah, you'll soldier on despite your splinters. Mm-hmm. We are joined by a lovely caller today named Hannah. Hannah, thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Hannah. Thanks for having Hello. me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, great. Great energy brought about by Hannah. Do you mind giving us your age, the age of the person in question? I believe there was one. And your general region and your story, please. So I'm 30. I live in the D.C. area. I live actually right in between um, D.C. and Annapolis. So it's like D.C., Annapolis, Baltimore. So every road you drive on is busy. That's right. Okay. That sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> it is fun. There are lots of people. So it's a good area. And then the person involved in my question, I guess, is my husband. My husband is 29. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've got three kids. So they're probably tangentially involved in this too. Um, well, five. I never would have guessed you had three kids. Yeah, you don't have <laughs> you don't have three kids energy. Yeah, you do not have three kids you have energy. No at kids all. energy. Yes. Yeah. You have well slept energy. Yeah. How are you sleeping <laughs> well, so I'm much? Glad. What's going on with that? Well, sleep sleep is one of my superpowers. I'm pre- I'm uh, pretty good at like uh, give me five hours, I'm okay. Wow. So that served me really well. Oh, I'm so jealous. You're making Charlene jealous. Yeah, hopefully yeah. I can sorry. absorb it during our call. So okay. my kids are six, three, and one. Wow. Okay. So those are my three kids' ages. Wow. Okay. Why did you call in today? Oh, the story. Well, it's it's complicated. It's one of those. I, I took notes. I was like, you know what? I'm going to just take notes to center myself before the call. And what I wrote down is school, social, family, and culture. So I'm like, so basically everything. It's just a <laughs> wow. whole entire, it's a multifaceted <laughs> issue. The answer is yes. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. I hope so. I mean, I think. Um, so... So we live, so this, uh, this is basically a living situation question. We live in a kind of sprawling suburban area. We live in a house. Our situation is kind of funny. We live in a house that my husband's aunt and uncle built. They bought property right next to his parents. So we live right next to my husband's parents and his little sister lives with them still. He has a much younger little sister. Um, And so we bought his aunt and uncle's house from his aunt and uncle when they moved away. And so we've slowly made it our own. We've been here for like four and a half years. We live right next door to his parents. And so our, our family life is really like very full. We have a lot of good time. His parents living next to his parents is wonderful. They have really good boundaries. They're the best at boundaries I've ever seen. Wow. Um, actually too good. I think my father-in-law has only been in our house twice. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, it's very impressive. Okay. I was not expecting it to go in that direction. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's so it's a bit of a unique situation, but our whole life here is very insular. So we live in an area where the school districts aren't super great. So they're really, really big and not very well managed. And so they're not very well rated. So it's kind of a bummer because we're not sending our kids to public school where we are right now. So we're sending them to a teeny tiny little private school. And I mean, teeny tiny, like as tiny as you can imagine where my husband went. So my husband grew up next door, went to the school across the road. It's right across the road. Um, And so we walk our son to school every day. He's in kindergarten at the school across the road. And 
we are just very insulated. He has seven kids in his class. Um, and that's a kind of big class for the school. Like wow. it's tiny. Yeah. So yeah. it means there's just not a lot of socializing and, and it's hard because of COVID. COVID makes it kind of harder and has made it harder to kind of adjust into a normal social life. Mm -hmm. um, and COVID kind of comes into play with my personal situation too, because socially, I had a really good time during COVID. I had fun hanging out with my mother-in-law. We went over to their house every day and she would bake different sourdough things when that was a big thing. Lots <laughs> nice. of baking. Nice. Lots, yeah. of, lots of donuts and bagels. It was great. Yeah. Um, but then when COVID ended, I kind of watched all my friends. I have a lot of friends who live in a different area about a half an hour away. And um, I kind of watched them all start to go back to doing things like their kids go to soccer with the rest of their school friends and they have like a normal public school life. And I was kind of like, oh, I don't I don't I'm never going to have that if we stay here. Like, I'm never going to have that like normal life. It's always going to be this kind of insulated. We walk our kids to school and we know everybody. We know all the teachers, all the teachers know my kids. Like it's just so, and so some of it is like so sweet. We have all of the stuff right here and we have everything right here, but there's nothing like to, to look forward to. Hmm. So there's nothing when I think about a full social life, like what that looks like with three kids, what does that look like? I don't know. Mm. And so part of me is thinking that I have to try and find a new solution to our living situation. And it's complicated because our house right now, we're at kind of a crossroads where we have to decide if we're going to put our kids in public school, we need to start like soon so that my son doesn't have to start public school in fifth grade because nobody wants to start at a new school in fifth grade. Mm. But maybe that's the best option. I don't, I don't really know. A lot of it is kind of a mystery to me. And have you, I mean, it, it begs the question, have you broached this topic with your husband? Because I'm sure there is some emotional attachment to the house. He lives next to his parents. Oh, yeah. I talk about it incessantly. This oh, is like, okay. This is like my, my thing. This is like <laughs> the, 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 the problem at hand is my sanity. Cause I'm going crazy trying to decide if we're going to move or if we're going to stay here, is this life enough for us? Is this, you know, and you watch people leave like, mm. because it's a small, it's a small place. It's a small little community. It's a small little school. You're just watching everybody leave. And so mm. it kind of plays a trick on your brain where you're like, okay, so I'm living in a place that everybody's leaving mm -hmm. and just, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and of course, I feel like it subconsciously does make you wonder what everyone's leaving that place for. Right. Is right. that grass indeed greener? As they exactly. say. Okay. Yeah. And so is your husband generally for or against this since you bring it up all the time? So my husband is a huge creature of habit. So he yeah. is, he has always been very happy with whatever comes his way. He's mm -hmm. like, he is, he'll be happy wherever he is. He works from home. So all he needs is an office. He loves his job. So he's like, I'm good. Just put me wherever. And at first, when we first started talking about it, it was kind of like, we sort of realized um, after we were considering putting our kids in school and we were like, oh, well, that'll be a big changing point. We'll have a social life and we'll meet other school parents. And, we're, and it just didn't really happen. And then we were like, oh, so this just isn't, this isn't a social thing. This yeah. is just people put their kids in school and then they have their own social lives outside. So we have not successfully made any friendship connections with any other families. Um, uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, I want to analyze that for one second. So oh, with do. any other families, like any other parents whose children go to the same private school? 
Yep. And is that just it had the cookie hasn't crumbled that way? Like, I'm just curious how hard you've worked with the current circumstance. So part of it is that the school kind of like any any tiny school, it's kind of designed to be a a sort of self-contained system where a bunch of people are friends. They send their kids all to school together to be friends together. And the parents already know each other. And then, so that's what it was created to be. It's created to be a church school where the church friends all send their church kids to the school. Okay. Um, And that's how it used to be when my husband was there, he had a ton of church friends and his parents had church friends that were also sending their kids to the same school. So it was like this, And that's where this like this cultural identity of this place. It's Mm -hmm. like one church, one school that everybody is kind of a part of. And that has changed because there there aren't the people to feed into that. So the school has opened up to lots of different people from lots of different cultural backgrounds. um, And there isn't the same like everybody goes to church together on Sunday. Like that's not the environment. Yeah, that's how it was designed. Okay, but since it's not like that today, have have you I'm just curious like if you see another mom dropping off her kid is it like hey yes I'm Hannah (laughs) oh totally I'm I'm always saying hi to everybody and trying really hard but one of the I'm kind of just in a different how to explain this I'm very young to have three kids um Mm. and so I'm kind of younger than all the other moms Mm. all the other moms and especially moms that are sending their kids to private school just have a tendency to be more set up all the other moms work. I think I'm the only stay at home mom in the school. Really? Wow. So it's just like, it's not a, there is not a kind of like, let's take our one-year-olds to the playground. Like that's not the environment. It's more like everybody's going to work and everybody has other stuff to do. And I just have no other stuff to do because I'm a stay at home mom and that's my chosen, my chosen path, but it comes Mm -hmm. with a lot of loneliness. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I've, tried to solve that with like meeting people in my area and doing stuff in my area um but I had a lot of luck finding a social group in a whole different area where the school systems are better so people send their kids to public school and uh, that's where I met all the stay-at-home moms (laughs) that's why I like watch everyone from far away and I'm like oh Mm -hmm. all the stay-at-home moms went over there is that (laughs) is the over there the place is 30 minutes away yeah okay so okay I, I have thoughts. Do you want to be? No, you, you go. Go with your thoughts. I'm, I'm marinating. You're marinating. I mean, there's two main thoughts that I'm having. The first is that half an hour is really not very far. I don't mm. think it's really far. I, no, I have three thoughts. Sorry, three. <laughs> so that's number one, is that half an hour to me is, is, doesn't seem that far. It takes us half an no. hour to get to dinner in the West Village sometimes. So I just feel like half an hour... You could still see your in-laws like several times a week. It's just not it, sure. It's not next door, but to me, half an hour is not like. I three mean, that's hours. a long bike ride. It's a long bike ride. Yeah, yeah, but it's definitely a long bike ride. Yeah, it's a good bike ride though. It's a good one. <laughs> Challenging. Solid, solid ride. Especially get, get yeah. on it. Okay. Especially toting three kids. Okay. Yeah, that would yeah. That'd be a ta- something. A tandem bike with a three you're gonna kids. make me forget my other two things. Okay, okay. Oh, two, no. two more things. Uh, two more things. Uh, Don't forget. Second thought, got it back. Is you know the idea? You know when you get on an airplane, they're like put the mask on yourself before helping others. I have this feeling from you that like you're just so full of life and you're. I, I don't want to make an assumption about how extroverted or introverted you are, or whatever. But you just seem like a, uh, 
an affable person who is just probably itching to make friends and have a full social life and, you know, with and without your kids. And I just, um, the last thing you would want is to develop resentment. You know, 30 is such a special time. Like you are young. Yes. But there's also like, if not now, when there's that kind Absolutely. of idea. And if your kids, you know, as they grow up and stay in the school, then they build their friends. Like, I just don't really see this becoming a simpler choice anytime soon. And the third thought I have, and this is the one that's sort of like for you staying is just if you could, you know, you, you it sounds like you're twiddling your thumbs a lot, like you're, you're kind of bored that that's the feeling I'm getting. And I just, from there, it's a very trite thought, but it's something like what hobbies could she explore? What side <laughs> business could she, you know, think about? I know it, it is trite. I'm just trying to think of like, if your in-laws really wanted you to stay, if your husband really wanted you to stay. But what's interesting to me is that I'm not really getting that vibe that anyone's pressuring you to stay. Yeah, nor am I. So no. you're shaking your head. So no one There's is being... There's not a lot of pressure involved. Um, the hard thing is most of the pressure comes internally from me. It's like I, so I've wanted my whole life, my whole life I wanted to get married and have kids. I was so excited about that. And I was uh -huh. like, this is, this is, this is it. And my husband and I got married and I was like, awesome. I've done it. Like I made it. This is great. And <laughs> time to make we, babies. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then our first was a surprise. And then we were like, well, I guess now we're in the baby stage of our life. I guess we'll do the fun non-baby part later and so we kind of switched the order that we were planning on yeah and in doing that I just feel like it's so hard to explain it's kind of like I didn't have anything before I started having kids that was just mine mm. when I went to you know I went to college I got a four-year degree but I got a four-year degree in like religious studies mm. so mm. I have and I I don't have really anything like in front of me that I can do with that so I don't have anything that I learned to do that now I could fall back on and be like, ah, oh, feeling really bored. Time to go back to my quilting project. It's like, no, I'm feeling really bored. Let me watch 1600 YouTube videos on how to start <laughs> quilting, which is just a very different, a very different kind of thing. It's just yeah. like, you have to have all this energy to start something new and energy to start something new and potentially fail at something new is not something I have in spades right now. Mm -hmm. I'm just understandable. Kind of, well, to me, the vibe I get from you is not so much that you don't have the energy, but that maybe you don't have the interest for those things. Like, I feel like you have the it sounds like you have moments of boredom. You have energy. Yeah. You have the superpower uh, <laughs> in your corner. It, you know, maybe you just haven't. Yeah. And, and that's, by the way, you're in the majority. I think a lot of people, if they do have this idea of like a side gig or a side project or just something that fulfills them on a personal level, how many of us ever know what that is, let alone at age 30? So I do not, yeah. I hope that didn't come off as me being yeah. like, why aren't you exploring your hobbies? Oh, I'm no. like selling No, I think it's a reasonable <laughs> thing to clear the air with, you know, yeah. maybe that's the answer. But I think the the issue is that you're an extrovert and you're living an introverted Would life. Would you say you are an extrovert? Yes. A and that's sure. not and that's not healthy for your your soul. So I guess my questions really have to do with your husband. Would you define your husband as an introvert or just a non-vert? <laughs> <laughs> He he's a fascinating case. So he went to school the whole way through at a tiny little Christian school and then went to Christian high school and then went to college 
and sort of we were already dating by the time he went to like a big university and so he never really developed a social life outside of the one he developed when he was in the tiny school so he still had the same group of friends and even now his friends are the ones he's had since then so he's never been in sort of um general public like he's always been in kind of this curated uh social environment yeah it's kind of fascinating it means like he's he never looks at anyone with judgment if that makes sense he looks at everyone and he's like oh new people to discover like i he, he's got this like uh this like sense of wonder at everything wow and yeah that sounds he's a beautiful wow he's, he's a super sweet person and but that sounds like somebody who would love to go somewhere where they could meet all sorts of new people yeah only half an hour away from the safety but, of that curated environment yeah but he's also he's also a creature of habit and so he's like oh well right now we have our life is set up here right now. So moving is really stressful for him because it's a big, a big shift and change. You so like what? any of those big shifts I, are really I, stressful. I think you're a giver, Hannah. Mm. I think you give too much. For instance, like when Charlene wants something done, I, I also am a creature of habit. Yes. And just let me tell you, the idea of moving, I, I don't I think that you would yeah, have. Yeah, a well moving, let's not talk about moving right now. Now, <laughs> now you're stressing me out. Like but even the word he like let, breaks out and hides. Yeah, I guess no, but there are things around the house or mm-hmm. places we should have. We should I, oh travel. yeah, I'll get it out of the way that I actually I like change. Yeah. I get bored if I'm home too long. Like I want to travel. I want to go do things. Yeah, yeah. I want to paint the wall a dark blackberry color. Like I just want to keep things fresh and interesting. And Andy mm-hmm. is a creature of habit. He's like, well, it's it works fine the way it is. Right. Well, that that being said. Charlene has pushed me to do a lot of things I probably would have done without her. And it's great. I love it. Once I get over that initial, the inertia, I love it. And she's made my life a lot better by pushing me. And I think that based on the way you describe your husband, it sounds like he would enjoy Mm. this half an hour away, you know, (laughs) this, (laughs) this paradise half an hour away. But he needs a really heavy push. And I don't feel like the pushing you're giving him is is the kind of aggressive pushing that's needed here. I think you're probably being too sweet. Mm. That's my guess. Yeah, I agree. Just based with on that. our 15 minutes of knowing each other. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> based on the fact that you said you've brought this up incessantly, I think was the word you used. Yes. It's interesting to me that you could bring up something incessantly in a way that I don't. I think it's safe to assume that if you bring it up, it means that it's something you're curious about. Maybe you desire. I don't know how much you're making it known that that's something you would prefer to what you have currently. But I agree that you need to be I think I think you have to push a little harder. The The fact that he hasn't responded to your incessant bringing up of this topic tells me that it needs you need to kind of. I don't know. Well, Lay down the, the hammer. That's why I brought up <laughs> Charlene, because what happens is she does incessantly bring something up. But then if I don't react to it or make some sort of move based on it, then it becomes very aggressive. <laughs> um, yeah. Is that is that how and it, it works? basically ends with her arms crossed, glaring at me, saying, we're doing this. Yeah. And I'm like, OK. Yeah. The other day, it actually happened the other day with something upstairs where we like 
Yeah. It was kind of like a big house project. Yeah. And finally, like I'd been bringing it up gently a couple times a week for the last month and a half. And finally, I said to him and I was like, I just want you to know that this isn't going to go away and I'm going to get my way. So you might as well accept it now. Mm-hmm. And he was like, OK. And suddenly we went to the hardware store. It's almost like you need to have a just so you know, this is, you know, this is going to happen. And maybe for you to reach that point will mean you even coming to terms with it yourself because I feel like you still sort of have kind of a question mark above it but I don't know if it's because you feel guilt maybe taking him away from his family is that what it is there are there are definitely two big things at play here um the one is that each time I bring it up I bring up totally different parts of what would make the situation better for me so I either go I mean And we've been through the whole gamut of it. We actually have plans from an architect to redo our whole entire kitchen in our house currently. Because we were like, oh, so the problem is that the kitchen's kitchen's too small. I can't see the kids when I'm cooking. You know, it drives me crazy. And so if we fix the kitchen, that would be great. We could get a few more years here and that would be awesome. And that was our plan. We went ahead with the plans. We went ahead with everything. And then springtime hit the the winter's cozy and everybody's kind of isolated so i was like oh it's great in the winter and then springtime hit my all my friends kids started playing soccer and socializing with each other and i was like well here i am at home again i guess we've got to move and Mm. at that point we had everything set to do the kitchen project yeah and so it's like every time i talk about it and every time i talk about it to my husband i'm like oh wouldn't it be great to move wouldn't it be fun to like do different stuff and have different experiences and you know make new friends and meet people and send our kids to public school and then i oscillate to being like wait public school is too big our kids will be scared what if they get bullied Mm -hmm. what if we don't like our new neighborhood and i'm viewing this as a magical fix and it's not actually a magical fix we shouldn't move we should change our kitchen and Basically, every single time I talk, it it is one or the other. You never know which one you're going to get, but it's infuriating for me and for him. And so yeah. both of us, he would be totally on board. It, if um, the message the other, were clear. The other part, yeah, the other part is I am too careful in my prodding because I don't like to push something to happen and then have to work to make everyone enjoy it. Right, right, right. So, you're, you're blamed for it. You're like, yeah, you, God you're forbid you line. get there. And he's like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's all your fault. That yeah. is, that is, he, those wouldn't be his exact words, but he would just be sort of like, oh, I would have had more fun if we went to Oh, but that's worse. Passive aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, worse. It's too you know what? You know what would have been really nice if we were back at home? <laughs> what do you think of that? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Hannah, I have a question for you. Yes, if it were not for your husband, would you be living in the place you're living right now in such no. a rural place? No, the answer place? is no. The, I mean, it, I'm it's, answering it's, it's for half her. rhetorical. I'm Just let her answer the question. <laughs> it's really hard to imagine what my life would be like um, if I was just me and not my husband and my kids. Because so much of me is in them now that like, when I think about it, I made so many changes to my life when I fell in love with my husband. And I was like, this is it. We're, mm. we're packed for the rest of our life. Like this is, this is it. We're ready. I fell absolutely madly in love with him. And I was like, this is, this is my person. He was, mm-hmm. he was, you know, my first, we were both, we had never, neither of us had ever dated anyone. And yeah. so because we were so young, we didn't like bring in two different lives. We didn't bring in like, he never lived on his own. He literally mm. went from his parents' house to my apartment 
Yeah. But and so there was never that, that like we have your own um, individual, everything. Exactly. I get that. So it's I, all enmeshed. Yes. But nonetheless, had you not met him at age 20, 21? Yeah. 21. 21 is when we started dating. Yes. I know that meeting him and falling in love with him and marrying him and having kids with him just informed so much of your life and it's all intertwined, but there is sort of like, I'm sensing that maybe part of what what you're craving right now is maybe making up for lost time and discovering that sense of self. And the bottom line is, it was kind of a rhetorical question that Andy asked, answered for you. And actually, you didn't really answer it, which is just simply black and white. Would you be where you are now in such a small place if it were not for him, his family, your aunt and uncle having that house? No. Okay. So my point in making you answer that (laughs) point blank is to say that you have done plenty. You have sacrificed plenty. You know, I don't want to say sacrifice because you sound really happy. You really do. But it's a half hour away. Like he'll live even if it's not his cup of tea at first. Like you deserve to have a full social life and to like you said, like you want to have experiences like you think that's going to be easier at 40? You're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Also, oh. it'd be good for your kids too. I Give think Give your kids more exposure to the world. Well, I mean, feel I feel like people will have mixed reactions to that. I'm sure some people are delighted to have more of an insular envi- environment and you know, I get that bullying is an issue and the bigger the school, you know, the more variables right. there are at play. But, yeah, but I, that's so is life. Yeah. Like, life has a lot of variables. Yeah. You can get bullied in life no matter All what happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As an adult. Yeah, and online. I mean, it's yeah. like, are they going to have social media one day? It's like, exactly. Right. So. No, I think I think you owe it to yourself and possibly to your kids to broaden your horizons. And I think that you, I think, to cut to the chase, that you should set a timeline for yourself mm. when this should start moving. I don't think that you you don't have more than one life to live. And I think that you right. know exactly what you need to do and what you want out of this life. And you have two of the three things that you wanted. And I think mm-hmm. you need to set a timeline for getting on the third one. I wish I knew, you know, like, like any big choice. It's like, I wish I knew if I got there, I would be happier. I wish I knew that this oh, wasn't no, 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 You don't no, get no. that. No, you don't, you get, don't that. get that. You no. think you get that? No. Come on. Oh. You know better. Uh, you know what I wish? I wish I knew what tonight's lotto numbers were. <laughs> because you know what I would do? Me I'd too. play those numbers. I'd play them. Yeah. yeah, I mean, do you ticket. know how many things I wish I knew the future on? Like, which path would make me happier? Yeah, that's bullshit. That would, yeah, you, you're never going to know that. That's the part that's so hard. If it were just me and I was just like, oh, yeah, well, I never know if it's I'll gamble. Sure. Like, if I don't like it, mm. I'll move again or I'll yeah. do something. But the fact that it involves moving away from something that's safe for my kids, moving away from a place that is the only home they've known that is like picking up and moving and transplanting their entire life. Okay. So you're really, your, your real question is not about, you know, how do I do this? It's about, is it right morally for me to take a risk to, to, and, 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 and to and, put the, the mask on myself before the other people around me? Exactly. But if I knew, if analogy. I knew that the mask, but, but does the mask actually, so part of the problem with this phase of life, <laughs> don't break down don't- the mask analogy. It's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> But part of the problem with this stage of life, you know, being being a stay-at-home mom, having kids all under the age of six, like, 
it's a very isolating time of life. Mm. So you're wondering if it's a phase. Yeah. Uh, And, and I'm worried that the thing that's making me think it's a phase is my age. I'm very concerned that I have never had the experiences that are usually necessary to make a decision like this. Usually people have time to test out different areas to live. Okay. But that's kind of a chicken or egg situation because it's because you don't have the experiences that you are craving to have that experience. Totally. And also (laughs) let's not forget that you're at a time right now with your children's ages where it's more doable than it will be in a few years. You're in that Goldilocks spot. I think you got to go get it Uh, or just let your dream die. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little pissed off. Getting a little <laughs> pissing me off. Yeah, it's me. Pissing me this off. is one of those like clear ones to us. And I understand that we do not have children and that's a variable here or three variables really that really complicates things. But I really do believe that at the end of the day, a happy parent is, is going to be a better parent than an unhappy parent. And also let's not forget, you're not moving to Anchorage. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. You could come back. Yeah. The fact that this is a half hour trip. Yeah. I, I'm almost like it almost, I'm getting pissed off too. Yeah. I'm getting a pissed, off. pissed off. I'm already pissed Good. off. And please do. Yeah. I make myself upset with this. <laughs> I would love this to be an easy. Are you, do you feel happy that you pissed off Shandy? Are you happy yes, about that? a little that? bit. Yeah, okay. I'm kind of satisfied. It I feel like lot. I did my job. Yep. No, I feel like I represented the <laughs> the infuriating nature of this disagreement. Because even though you guys are saying this to me in my head, I'm like, of course they would say that. Oh, so we like, are saying what you expected us to say. Yeah. I mean, because for you listening to me, it it sounds like, and I can hear it too. It sounds like that's what would make me happy. That I would be near people that I know and things that I do but I'm still going to be a stay at home mom. I'm still going to be struggling to meet people because that's the phase of uh, life. Yeah, but much less. Yeah. We you all have, have agreed pool. that it's going to be much yeah, less. Struggling. You would have a larger pool of potential friend candidates and and friends for your kids. Like, think about how enriching it could be for them to meet people outside of like their six, seven person class. Yeah. Yeah. Again, again if that is what you want and i i think there are people you know my sister lives in a pretty small town she's got four kids she's been happy as a clam ever since she moved there she always wanted to be in a really small town that was her dream was to have you know a lot of land with her four kids and like they were like a family unit and she never craved a you know more because that really isn't her she's introverted she really likes her tight-knit circle like her family is her social life and i don't think there's anything wrong with that and i also certainly don't think there's anything wrong with you wanting a little bit more you don't want to turn your whole world upside down and i just want to stress one thing before i forget i think people have this really misguided idea that making a move and I'm talking like a move like to another continent. In your case, a half hour move. It doesn't have to be permanent. Yeah. It you doesn't could, even have to be like, it doesn't have to be like four months. Yeah. You could do it maybe for one school year, maybe two, and just come to the conclusion that actually I miss being close to my in-laws. And that was actually really great, whatever. It doesn't have to be permanent, but then you know, it's the information. I always talk about the information. Yeah. Right now, right. you are haunted yeah. by the unknown. Yeah, and you're going to be haunted forever. Yes. Forever and ever. <laughs> and ever. That part's totally true. I would be haunted forever because it, mm. is, it is consistently on my mind. 
I think part of it is being concerned with how much I have kind of fallen into and absorbed my roles, my, my wife and mother, like it, it just feels like it's such a dominant, it's such a dominant place in me that it's kind of hard for me to look at it and be like, this is actually an issue of me separate from those things. I just need more. Look, I'm just worried I'm on a never ending quest. You're a like, happy what will person. Make me happy next. No, you're a happy person. You're clearly a happy person. There's very little that can make you not happy. Mm. But you're true. not you're not satisfied. And there's That's a difference. True. And that lack of satisfaction, despite how happy you are by default, will eventually right. start eating away at your happiness one day. Mm. You can't be happy forever having a dream die like this. So I would say time is of the essence on this one. And again, as Charlene has said and I've said, you're not moving that far away. This is a very reversible decision. And if your husband doesn't like it, he can suck it up and be like, you know what? I did this for you so that you don't have a life of dissatisfaction. And now we can go back to our small town, go back to our little school and live happily ever after. Uh, Yeah. And I just want to correct one thing you said, because I agree with everything. I just think the idea of happily ever after, you know, you talked about you're on this quest. I can tell you. Uh, being older than you and Andy being older than both of us that like yeah. the quest doesn't end. You will continue right. to wonder what else is out there and wonder about your choices. And yeah. the only quest that ended is my quest for new music, 2006. <laughs> I don't know a single song after 2006, nothing. Yeah. But I play name that tune before 2006. No one beats Yeah. Me. When he plays name that tune and it's like before yeah. The t- 2000 basically he gets it every time yeah. you would win the money that's it anyway the point is i wouldn't focus so much on like the quest aspect because then you might be setting yourself up for failure in that you expect to arrive to your new place half an hour away and expect to be completely just divinely happy and i don't really think it's gonna play out that way it's more right. that as andy said you will fill the holes of dissatisfaction, which to be honest is as much as a lot of people can hope for. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. When do you know to stop pushing for more? When do you know that what you have is good? You should be happy with what you have. And that's part of part of my problem is like, when, when am I going to stop having that? When am I going to be like, this is my forever home? Mm. <laughs> How long would you say you've been feeling this way? It's so hard because of COVID. COVID made it really hard. Mm-hmm. During COVID, this was the ideal place to live. I had, yeah, I'm sure. it was a little pod with my in-laws. It was calm and we had social life all the time. My brother-in-law was living back at his parents' house because of COVID. Like it was just very full. Mm-hmm. And so having it switch and oscillate to this like very lonely afterwards, very lonely existence, because like you guys mentioned, I'm very extroverted. My, my in-laws are all introverts pretty much. Um, and so I kind of all of a sudden the energy that I had for all of those things just kind of went away, like going half an hour away to meet my friends at a playground is exhausting because Mm -hmm. you get there, you spend an hour at the playground and then you're back in the car for another half an hour and you have to have the kids in the car for half an hour, which is annoying. But -hmm. if we were coming for dinner at my in-laws then it would be just going for a few hours to a house, which would be better than going to meet at a playground somewhere. So, so to answer the question, you know, how long have you been feeling this way? I know COVID put a wrench in things. I, this is like such an umbrella statement to make, but (laughs) for me anyway, I felt like COVID taught me a lot about myself 
and what I Mm -hmm. craved and what I wanted and what I was dissatisfied with and what I wanted to change. And it kind of sounds like maybe it did that for you just in a sort of roundabout way. Yeah, it was great for COVID, but I don't, you know, that's, yeah, that's an interesting bet to make that it's going to go back to being like that and you'll be so satisfied there from here on out. Right. It's never, it's never going to be like that. And my, I mean, my, we don't know. <laughs> well, we can hope. Well, yeah. We don't really Fingers know, but crossed. yeah, that might be the best time. Yeah. Yeah. It's just more well, likely than not that things will continue to be at least as normal as they are now. This is the reality now, you know? Mm-hmm. I, and I think that, you know, you could chalk it up more to being like, we were really lucky during COVID, but not, oh, now at age 30, I'm going to decide that this is, where I'm going to be for the rest of my life. Yeah. yeah. Because for two years in lockdown, it was great. You know what I mean? Yeah. I Yes, I absolutely agree. And I agree with everything you guys are saying. I mean, you're, you're right. This is the right answer. This is the clear, <laughs> the clear answer. I just, for, that's some, very, reason, for some reason, that's works. very sad. This call is over. <laughs> you know, no one, no one's ever told us this before no at the one. end We're, of the call. We've always been wondering, are we right? Yeah, that, wow, that was right. extremely rewarding right. to hear. Well, well our work is done. As soon as you guys got mad at me, I was like, they're right. They're <laughs> totally right. I know they're right. Because of what you guys are. And, and I am sort of mourning the life that I didn't get to have. Like, I never got to have the, you know, I live in an apartment in a city, which I mm. wanted to do. And now if I move to an apartment in the city, I'm bringing all of my kids and all of their school needs and all of our stuff and all of our, you know, we can't just be one person choosing to live in a city. I've lost that time. Yeah, of my but life. you said the first thing you said was you always wanted to get married and have kids. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're, you're wanting your cake and eating it too. Yeah. I am. Yeah, you really want that cake and to eat it. <laughs> I, I would like both of those things. Actually. Yeah. This this is what I will say. I I was born and raised in Manhattan, and my head is like a haunted house of neuroses as a result. It's like I've been exposed to every single thing that you can be exposed to. And I've often envied people who have grown up in these very small, tight-knit communities. I've been like, that's great if you like it. If you don't have wanderlust, I have always been envious. I was like, I want that. I want that like tight knit community where you're not exposed to all this garbage and nonsense and crazy people and, and, <laughs> and fast paced idiocy. Like it's all BS. I've always yearned for that. But if you have the wanderlust, that no longer is good. Yeah. It's only good if you are like, I like this. Mm-hmm. And if you do like that, I'm envious of you because that's great. You don't have to deal with any nonsense. Any Everyone loves ifs. you. You say hi to every single person you walk by in the street. Fantastic. But you don't want that. You want more. You may want that, but you want more. Well, and because you want, want because you want you yeah, but yeah, because you want cake. more, I don't envy that situation. Mm-hmm. You need to get that more because the if you have the wanderlust and you have that super tight-knit community, then that's a real problem, mm-hmm. right? That is exactly it. So go get it. Go get <laughs> well, that half-hour-away town. Mm. Ha- but- to be honest, the half-hour-away sounds like the perfect... You were not saying, like, move to New York City. No, right. I do think yeah. you're kind of... You're ruminating in a way that 
is not mm-hmm. going to help you either make a decision to leave or make d- make a decision to be satisfied with what you have. Yeah. Well, and that's but that's exactly and that isolates my biggest fear in all of this is that because I hold both the desire to be that like small town mom of like knowing everybody like exactly Andy what you were describing like I always thought that that is I mean I was raised in small town uh, Pennsylvania. So I thought always that was where my future was. Mm -hmm. I never thought about any other kind of existence. And I guess it's weird in adulthood to learn how many different types of people and types of lives there are. So you hear about somebody who lives in a city and I can't even fathom like the, the kind of change that that is to someone who's never lived in a city is bizarre. Like, Mm. it's just so weird to think about it. Yeah. And it's weird that you have to choose. I know That's, you, you kind of so want to have multiple lives where you just get to try them all out and then figure out which one you like best and then decide to make that your official life. Yeah. Unfortunately, <clears throat> wouldn't we all love that? Yeah. But you're young enough to be able to have a whole new life now and then say, you know what, this isn't for I me know. and go back and still have plenty of of life in your original place. Yeah, stop feeling like you've one foot in the grave. That's, yeah, that's kind of the vibe I'm off, getting. Uh, everything about that is pissing me off. That's kind of the vibe I'm getting. Heated up. I'm yeah. So sorry. Yeah, on top of everything, you're making me feel old. <laughs> it's about him. Yeah, it's, this is this is about me. <laughs> yeah. So you admitted, Hannah, that this is what you thought we would say. Yes, I, I one part of me was like. Maybe they'll say to just be grateful for the season of life I'm in right now in the place that I am in. Oh, and just another be- podcast would say that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> most, 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 most. Well, Hashtag have- gratitude and you're good. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, you live your life. <laughs> how do I fathom? How do I fathom wrapping my head around trying to know if I'm the kind of person who is just going to be dissatisfied or if. You know, I don't want to be the kind of mom who moves her kids around every two and a half okay, years. But but you are, you're so putting the carriage before the horse right now, or the horse <laughs> before the carriage. Did I get that wrong? You, you, you got I it right. I liked it. Yeah. The, the horse is supposed to be in front of the carriage. <laughs> Last time I, I realized as it was coming out of my mouth that I've never used that expression. I'm like, I've only ever heard other people use this. I mean, I'm sure some horses push carriages, but... The guy running that operation doesn't know what he's doing. Okay, so you're putting the carriage before the horse. You, like, why are you thinking about what's on the other side of a bridge that's like five bridges from this one? Like, first cross this bridge. As an outsider, this is like, I'm getting angry. Mm -hmm. Like, you're thinking about, I don't want to be the kind of mom that does this, this, and this. No one is asking, no one's saying that that's what's right. going to happen. You could move half an hour away, realize that that's exactly what you wanted. It was the best choice you've ever made. You have a full life. Your friends have ton. your kids have tons of friends. Your husband now has a fuller social circle than he's ever had in his life. Your in-laws are only a half hour drive away. <laughs> and that could be it. That's where you grow old together. Like, why does it have to become this? Uh, you know, the reason I'm getting as upset as I am is because I share this trait And as someone who's older than you, I'm telling you right now that it is not going to serve you. I'm saving you hours of your life right now by telling you this. Stop putting the carriage before the damn horse. Nice, nice, (laughs) nice. Got it. it. Hannah, what 
what were you expecting to get out of this call? Because it's clear to me what you kind of expected us to say, even though you always play devil's advocate and you always have a sort of, but they could have said this, but I could feel this, but there's always sort of, you have kind of a rebuttal for everything in a positive and endearing and kind of neurotic overthinking (laughs) kind of way. Yeah. You're way too neurotic for a small town, by the way. Yeah. That's true. Way too neurotic. You're almost, you're like bordering as neurotic as me. And that's that you got to get out of there. Got to get out of there. So, Hannah, what were you expecting to receive from us or to generally feel from this today? I I think that one of the things in in all of this I've kind of discovered and been really curious about is the kind of grief that comes from giving up parts of yourself, parts of your life, parts of your living situation, whatever it is for every big decision that you make, like getting married or having kids or, or choosing the person you're going to be with forever. You're choosing to not do things too. I know. I know. I know exactly what you're describing. But the thing is though, that I I agree with that almost 99% of the time. But the thing is (laughs) you are not doing things. You are doing the absence of things. You're doing the same thing you've done your whole life. Yep. which is extremely limited. So you're not mm-hmm. sacrificing much of anything. Yeah. And you can always come back. A lot no, of people, they're like, they're like, I'm moving to Japan. Like I'm leaving my family. I'm leaving my home. I'm leaving my job. My kids are going to be traumatized, but I'm doing it because that's what I want. I don't <laughs> no give a shit. would be traumatized <laughs> by to Japan. Going to Tokyo. <laughs> but, but you're going to half hour away. As the, uh, the, the horror movie classic, Amityville Horror, yeah. The phrase that they coined. Um, you ever seen the Amityville Horror? No, because I don't There's like horror like movies. There's been like two remakes. Okay. It's a 1970s horror movie based on a Have true story. Have you seen story. it? You ever see the Amityville no. Horror? No Just horror movies. Well, you know yeah, the catchphrase of the Amityville Horror, which is get out. Oh. It's been copied by many horror movies. Like the movie Get Out? Well, <laughs> that is, yes. That's one. Particularly that yeah, one. Yeah, okay. But I say to you, get out. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And I just want to add that, you know, what you said just seriously resonated with, like, I felt like it gave me goosebumps what you said, like you're that I know exactly what you're experiencing. And let me tell you, at 30, I absolutely went through a similar phase. And it's I don't want to pretend that it ends. Right. But I'm constantly in this state of gauging and weighing each choice to and, and like decide, you know, trying to mitigate the regret that I'll feel afterwards. Absolutely. You know, like you, you're trying literally like regret is the, is what pushes so many of my decisions, like my fear of feeling it. Mm-hmm. But I think you have to listen to that little voice it, it, that to yeah. not listen to that little voice, which by the way, is your intuition, your instincts, your deepest desires that I do feel like you've lost sight of or lost hearing of in mm-hmm. the last decade, you know, in, feeling like your identity is now to be a stay-at-home mom and to do the right thing and to be satisfied and happy because to not be that is to, I don't know, not be grateful or not be a good mother or whatever. The theme of this whole conversation is YOLO. (laughs) YOLO. (laughs) It's true. Why do you think I went on The Bachelor? It's because I was there to find love. I moved to Germany. Like, do you think it's because I always- you were there to find love. (laughs) It's not true. All I'm saying is that you never know what making that one little choice can do, how it can change your life. And that's what makes it so scary. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you from experience that 
every move I've made to expand my horizons and to have the experiences that you're describing, not right. having had, I've mm -hmm. made so many decisions in the interest only of having experiences. I've ended relationships that I knew weren't right for me simply because I wanted to experience dating other people who maybe were right for me. I've moved to different continents. I've dabbled in other things than other than what my main career was. I can tell you every single one, even if it was a complete and utter failure, taught me so much more about what I even want, what, well, who I am. That's well, what I'm lacking from this. It's like, well, that's you a, need absolutely. a rudder. You need to just steer in a direction but, but so a, then you'll know. That's another great point is that even if it's a disaster mm -hmm. moving, it might make your life better. It will. I yeah. already know this will make your life better. Yeah. 100% yeah, even if it's a disaster, you have a shandy you stamp lose. of approval you cannot lose because then you'll know and yeah. you can yeah. the information that you don't want to live in that town is worth its weight in gold yeah and you don't know that until you do it right but, i i always say bad relationships the worst the worst relationship you've ever had as long as you've gotten out yeah. of it is probably one of the best experiences of your life yeah i mean assuming best. you you, can, you know, <laughs> cannot yeah I'm, I'm scarred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly. Yeah. No, I mean Assuming, it. Assuming, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, look back so fondly. There's a lot fondly. of asterisks. To I, I look back that. so fondly on my yeah. worst relationship because it taught me so much, and it, it was a real like gritty life experience. It's what life is about. Life is not always about everything's all happy and and fancy. The what if that's looming over your head right now that you're gonna have a what if in any direction. Absolutely. So think about what brings you closer to your sense of self. That's, that's to me what's happening here. Like that sense well, of identity. Hannah, I'm upset. <laughs> this, I'm is a, this is a no-brainer for us. I want to throw down a, a fine... Okay, I'm going to pull an Andy. Are you going to do that? Are you going to throw down the mic? Are you going to listen to us, Hannah? Uh, I yes. I mean, for me... <laughs> that's a big imagine maybe right she there. she said no? Yeah. No, uh, no, I'm maybe. saying yes. I'm saying yes. Okay, Hannah. I hope that you heed our advice. I mean, I'm no pressure on making a decision, but just, yeah, food for thought. And YOLO, you do <laughs> not have one foot in the grave. You're only 30. And whatever would bring you closer to you, you know, you outside of all the obligations, all the, all the walls that you've built around yourself for for now and and also remember yep. that it doesn't have to be permanent those are i feel like the main takeaways yeah and think about this your your youngest child could be out of the house by the before you're 50 oh my god which yeah. means that you have an entire adult person to be thinking of they're th they're looking at you right now and they're like don't fuck this up <laughs> <laughs> add that to the mix yeah. perfect all right hannah Good luck. Congratulations on infuriating us. And you'll and send us. <laughs> and we yes. look forward to your update. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. <sighs> okay. Well, she was very sweet. I related really sweet. a lot to yeah. her. <sighs> yeah. The, the storms up top. It's nice to see someone with such a great attitude mm -hmm. and so much joy, but also someone who's honest about the things they want. Yeah. I worry a little that her great attitude, you know, which we were so struck by in the beginning is sort of, you know, this veneer, like she, like, she's like, I don't see why I shouldn't be happy. You know, like I'm normally happy. I can make them, I'm happy with anything. 
I think that if you lean into that a little too much, then you just start. Right, it could be impeding her. Yeah, it is. I think it's impeding. You yeah. know, she's like, I'm happy with anything. Who could, I, my needs don't matter. No. That's literally what's happening right now. Yeah, I think it's one of these situations where she really doesn't have much to lose. Oh my God, yes. Yeah. Well, and everything that she's building up that is there to lose, she's inflicting on herself like yeah. somehow making it about ruining her kids opportunity to whatever or her husband's whatever you know like she's taking on too much she is not selfish enough i agree and i don't think there's that much friction to get this that's the crazy going. part yeah. i kept expecting her for her to like jump he's putting in his foot down like yeah, he's like yeah. we are not moving yeah i like it here stop mm. asking yeah. me he's just like eh, whatever <laughs> <laughs> According to her, but I honestly feel like if she just walked in his room, like we're moving, we're moving next month. He'd be like, all right. Yeah. Okay. I feel like we said everything that we could say during the call. No, that was good. Yeah. Enough. Do you have anything you want to add? No, I I think that, you know, she was wobbling and I hope that we put her steady on the tracks. Yeah. Gave her the rudder experience. Gave her steady the rudder. Yes. Yes. Or gave her a rudder. And put the carriage behind the horse. (laughs) Carriage. Yes. (laughs) Preferably attached by a harness. Yes. This is another one of those like coming of age things. And it's interesting how, you know, people go through that at different stages in their life, depending on, you know, what, you know, her 30 looks so different from my 30. I know. From most people's 30. Yeah. But it's interesting how she's still haunted by what she hasn't done. And like I said curiosity unexplored that's just that's just sad that's if you don't have curiosity whatever but that's very sad to me if you have it if you have it and you don't allow it to breathe Mm -hmm. that's sad yeah and maybe you allow it it to breathe and you realize "Ah, actually i I was good before great this is not an ignorance is bliss no situation she has the the desire yes and it's being unmet yes and to meet it does not take an enormous amount of work. No. Where in most cases it usually does. I don't even want to give it the airtime right now to no. talk about how moving 30 minutes away. She could like, literally, she could say to the family, we're packing up. We're going to an Airbnb for two weeks. Uh, we'll see what it's like. Yeah. Like it's like she, the move is, is not hard. Almost to be honest, I kind of wish we'd suggested that like summer break, the kids aren't in school, find a place to rent for one month. Go just so yeah, experience that's what I'm saying. It. Just yeah. just like see what it's like. Maybe you yeah. like two weeks in, you're like, oh my god, this is horrible. I yeah, get or back you're home. like, this is actually my dream realized. Yeah, you want more and more and more. Yeah, and you're angry at yourself for not doing it earlier. Yes, that. Yep, yeah. a whole other thing to maybe regret, <laughs> or a whole nother thing to regret. <laughs> Okay, I think we can wrap that one. Mm -hmm. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. And tell your friends and generally do all the things that you would do to support and keep afloat a podcast you enjoy. And that's a wrap. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye-bye.